Hello and welcome to the Millennial Minimalist Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Foss, and together with my co-host, Lauren Morley, our mission is to help you simplify your life and live with greater intention. Together, let's live more with less. Hi, everyone. Today, we are talking about our decluttering goals for 2024 to inspire you to set and achieve your own goals this year. If you want to remove the excess from your life, we believe that the best way to start is by deciding what you need to live the life you truly want. And then, of course, eliminating the rest. It's simple, but as we know, it also takes work. And as we often mentioned on the podcast, a minimalist lifestyle requires ongoing maintenance. And in this discussion, Lauren and I share the various areas of excess that we are looking to work through this year, including physical, digital, mental, and emotional, and how we plan to achieve them. And we also share decluttering tips to help you work through various spaces in your home, including how to keep a less cluttered and more functional closet. Plus, we share habits that we are each working to adopt and how we plan to sustain them, as well as those we are looking to break. And I share some insights from one of my new favorite books called Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg to help you adopt new healthy habits by using a simple and practical approach. By sharing our lifestyle goals and experiences for 2024, we hope to motivate you to set and achieve your own decluttering goals this year. Well, happy new year, Lauren. Yeah. Happy new year. We are finally in 2024 and it couldn't feel better. I know for you and me, we are happy that 2023 is over in many ways. You know, for me, 2023 was a great year in my personal life, but in terms of my professional life, not my favorite year, but I'm hoping that 2024 will be a fresh new start. And I I see a new year as a kind of a clean slate. And it's also really a great time to get started with minimalism. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm definitely glad to see 2023 go as a stressful year. A lot of growth. But, you know, I'm ready for a new year. And I know I, I kind of toil with I'm like, oh, New Year's is just another day, you know, but it really I always think of my birthday as like a new year, like a new fresh mm-hmm. year. But yeah, that there is something about New Year's that like kind of makes you want to have that clean slate and just do better and kind of figure things out for the year ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you can it can be the start of your birthday. It can be another day. But For a lot of people, the new year is a time to set new goals and get excited for the year to come. It's it's really about goal setting and we'll share our goals for 2024, specifically focus on decluttering. And I shared on Instagram recently, I, I shared a quote by us. We say, if you want to declutter your life, the best place to start is by deciding what you need to live the life you want and then eliminate the rest. And a lot of you shared it. So thank you so much. But it's true. It's that simple. That being said, it also takes hard work. Again, as we like to say always that it's super rewarding at the end of the day. So in terms of my decluttering goals for 2024, one of the biggest areas is digital. And actually Joshua Fields Melbourne just shared on the minimalist Instagram page about how he manages his phone clutter and his photo clutter and how he declutters his photos on his phone while he's traveling on a plane. And he's very mindful about how many photos he takes. I think you do that too, Lauren. 
Yeah, I was thinking I, that's one of my goals this year too, but I wrote it out. I'm like, I need to also take less photos. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, when you give your phone to someone else and they take like 20 photos, I don't yeah. love that. But when they do that, just take your phone, take a couple, a few seconds and delete the ones that you don't like on the spot if you can, because most of the time we just leave it there. Right. And then we have 18,000, yeah. 20,000 photos on our phone. So. I know. I want to be like, just take one photo. I don't care if it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Actually, this past weekend, my my dad showed me his phone and I was like, whoa, you have 8,000 photos and he barely takes photos and videos. He goes, yeah, but this is since, you know, 2014 or something. And I was like, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. And he, you know, he's someone who doesn't take that many photos. So just imagine the average person who's or Gen Z who's taking photos almost every day, you know? But okay, so in terms of digital clutter, I want to finally fully organize and back up all of my files. So pictures from over the years and organize them all on my computer and in the cloud. I have them on backup drives. Apparently backup drives eventually don't work. So I want to get them off those. They will for some time, but you never know. And it's nice to have your files in two places if you can. So if you lose anything. And yesterday I ended up going through all of my physical paper receipts, Lauren. I know you have to do this every year as well. Wow. What a headache. That took me over three hours to go through everything. And I thought to myself, I'm never doing this again. And so instead I'm going to start digitizing my expenses and I'm going to use an application called Xero. It's X-E-R-O.com. They're not a partner, but I'm going to start using them and I'll let you know how it goes. And like you, as you said, I want to continue to declutter the photos on my phone. So I have well over 15,000. And so now I'm trying to continually bring it down. I've already brought it down by 5,000. But I want to bring it down even more because, you know, Christmas just happened. Now I've got all these uh, new pictures, right? And this year, my mission is to take less photos of just random. I'm always taking pictures of things. And it's like, you don't need to take a picture right now. Just be present. Just go for a walk. You don't need to pick a picture. So, and I'm also going to take a few moments to just delete the ones, right? And then lastly, I want to remove unnecessary auto payments. You know, when it comes to digital clutter, I'm, you know, you're paying for things that you don't use sometimes to be so mindful of that. Luckily, I do my own taxes. So I'm aware of where my money is going. And so it's good to be on top of that. Yeah, no, digital clutter is such a thing now, like people don't realize and, you know, it's gonna cost you money to to store this digital clutter. It's the same as physical clutter. Like you're going to have to pay for the space eventually. I actually ran out of space on my laptop. So I was forced to go through and get rid of large files and see what I actually needed. But yeah, no, I definitely need to go through my photos too. And like you said, you know, you delete a hundred photos and then Christmas happens and you take a hundred again. So it's (laughs) like, it's like take one step forward, two steps back. So you, you also have to take less photos, even with screenshots, like I'll screenshot something and I'm like, stop screenshotting things. You're never going to look at this again. So if I'm on Instagram and I like something, I'll just save it. And then I can go back into my saves. If I want to see like a funny video again, as opposed to screenshotting things. Oh, so you can save it in the app. You can save it in the app in the Instagram app. Yeah. It's Mm. so much like I'm like, then it's stored in there, not in my phone. 
And yeah, like you said, with the habit too, if you do take a lot of photos or you're on a vacation, like making sure you go back right after and delete the ones, like just keep your favorites and it, you have to get into that habit or else like you, you just have thousands and thousands of photos and then mm -hmm. it's such a headache to go through them. So that's definitely my digital declutter goal for the new year is to get through my photos. I love that you got rid of files on your computer that you don't need versus upgrading your computer. You know, I, yeah. I've, I've shared this story before on the podcast, but I'll share it again. I went to the Apple store. He's like, oh, you're hitting your space limit on your phone. You should probably think about upgrading. And I was like, nope, I should probably start decluttering my phone. And he just loved it. He loved my response. Yeah, I love no, that that's he good. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really cool. Yeah. I thought he'd be like, oh, no, buy more. No, he was, <laughs> he was like, no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Well, so, we're, stuff we're never going to look at again. Yeah, that's the thing. My, I'm like, I told my father, I was like, I have 15,000. I was like, oh, do you actually look at all of them? No, you don't. No. But it's like that one photo you remember that you want. It's like, oh, I deleted it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. I know. So when it comes to physical clutter, I, I spoke briefly about my paper receipts. I want to get rid of all of that. I want to simplify my wardrobe even more. My wardrobe is the best it's ever been today, but I know that I'm still hanging on to a few pieces that I probably won't wear. So I need to be better about managing that. I'm looking to get around 15 to 20 outfits per season, Lauren. So spring, summer at 15 or 20, and then winter, fall 15 or 20. And, uh, I have a few, I actually have a couple of pieces that I'm going to donate this week. So, uh, I, yeah. I, and I have these clothing storage bins that, you know, that I put my seasonal wear up on and I will include that link in the show notes. Uh, it's not a partner of ours, but it's one of our favorite items on Amazon. It's great keeper for all your clothes that so you don't have to look at all of your seasons every day when you go into your closet. And I also want to get excess things in my home down to zero. And by that, I mean, you know, just the little pockets and areas of clutter in your home. So for me, not much clutter in my home, but of course there's little areas. So I have this box full of my tools, Lauren, like, you know, you have screws and hammers or whatever. I have a lot of duplicates, so tools I don't need. So I'm going to get rid of that. And then I have this everything box in this little basket in my kitchen that has pens and pencils and extra notebooks and coupons and old cords and charging cables. I want to get rid of all of those things that I don't need. And I also have extra, a couple extra kitchen tools and gadget that I gadgets that I haven't used in over a year. So I'm like, I, I got to get rid of it. I got to donate it. I got to get rid of it because I know I'm not going to use it. You know, it's, you know, what's so interesting is it's not until you, you think about, oh, I should probably get rid of that, that you think, oh, but maybe I'll use it when you deep now know you're not going to use it, but you miss it because it's the idea of not having it. It's hilarious. Yeah, actually, you know what? I want to touch on that because I realized just from doing this podcast do you ever find that there's times when you're more emotionally attached to things? Like you're trying to get rid of stuff and you're like, oh no, maybe I'll use that. I still like that. And there's other times where you're just like, get rid of it all. Like, I don't want to look at it again. Like it, it's almost based on your like emotional state that day. So it's like, if you want to declutter in the new year, like be mindful of the state that you're in. Cause there are times where I'm just like, I don't care if I need that. Like but there are other times when I'm I'm just more like emotionally attached to things. I am so glad that you brought this up. It yeah. is so true. As our previous guest, Tracy McCubbin would say, she says that physical clutter is related to an emotional issue. So if our emotions are running high, our anxiety is high, we'll probably want to cling to a lot of our stuff and we won't want to let go of it. 
right? And so it's being mindful about where we are. That's so true, Lauren. It's like when they say, don't go to a grocery store hungry. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll buy everything. Don't so, declutter when you're upset. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't declutter when you're upset. Do it when you're clear-headed, clear-minded. And again, it's a fresh new start. It's the beginning of the year. It's a great time to do it. And you know, I, I highly recommend going back to episode 158. It's called Solve Your Clutter Problems with Tracy McCubbin. And we talk about how to declutter your life. Tracy is one of my all-time favorite guests on the podcast. And that episode is one of the most popular episodes to date and also one of my favorites. She shares all about how our need for certain items are the, the reason why we're attached to certain items is linked to emotional clutter blocks and emotional clutter magnets is what she calls. So she really gets down to the root of the reason why we're clinging to our things and the things that we don't need in our life. So, yeah, no, it's crazy. I feel like with physical clutter for me too, I'm like, I don't really have much to go through of my own that. possessions. But I, I do have an extras bin of clothes and I, I should go through it. Like you, I, sh you know, if you do store clothes, I, I think it's good to go through it every once in a while. Just make sure it's because it's kind of the one off stuff just to make sure I'm still using them and needing it. And then I still have some stuff at my parents, like just from when I was a kid that I could probably go through, even though I've kind of given them permission to be like, you can get rid of anything you find of mine. Yeah, but I, I should go through that stuff. I feel like those are my two physical parts that I need to work on. Also a little tip for our listeners that I found just in my own minimalism lifestyle. When you're cleaning, like, you know, I always say it's so nice to have a clear shelf because it's easier to clean a clear shelf. Mm -hmm. If you make yourself clean inside your drawers and your fridge and, and you're forced to take the stuff out of the drawer and like wipe it down inside, that's when you'll want to go through that stuff and keep that stuff pared down because it makes it so much longer to clean. Like I still like to clean inside my drawers, but when I'm forced to bring everything out, it's like, oh, I got to really make sure, you know, I'm still using all of this stuff because people forget about the closets and the storage, all of that kind of stuff. So if you kind of make yourself clean that stuff too, you're, you're kind of forced to face it. Are you thinking of like, maybe like suggesting that they start small? Yeah. Or even just think of your kitchen. Like you say a shelf with your cups and mugs on it. If you yeah. were, if you had to take that out and wipe down that shelf, you might be like, oh, I don't need like 12 mugs. There's mm -hmm. only two of us. And I, I don't need all these mismatched glasses. Like maybe that's where you could pare it down. So it, it kind of, if you add that into your cleaning routine where they have to kind of do more internal cleaning, mm. it, it, yeah, it kind of pushes you to uh, go through those drawers and shelves and closets. It will help you uncover where your clutter lies. Sometimes yeah. people aren't aware. They don't really think about it. They see it, but they don't really notice it. For sure. For sure. Because if you, you can have like a very minimal home, but you know, once you start going through the cupboards, it might not be so. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's so funny is I was in my mom's kitchen, which is beautiful. It's very compact. She has everything. What I love about my parents is they have everything in their house. If you need anything, they've got it, which is great. And I said to my mom, I was like, wow, like I kind of need new cloths for my, my kitchen, like, just cloths so that you can wash the counters and, and whatnot. So I opened her cloth drawer. She's got, oh my gosh, she's probably, she probably has 60 cloths. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, wow, this is like a store. Like I can just go I know, shopping in crazy. my mom's home. 
<laughs> so she gave me a couple and I was like, oh, this is great. Uh, that actually matched my kitchen perfectly. But I thought that was funny. And I, she goes, yeah, I know I got to go through it. And I thought to myself, just smart, just start small. Just take this one drawer. Let's go through this one drawer together. Then you do the next drawer above it. The problem is a lot of people, you know, including myself in the beginning, they start big. They're like, okay, I'm going to take a whole day to declutter. But the problem is that at the end of the day, you feel tired. So you don't feel the reward. And I'm going to go into this. Uh, I'm reading a book called Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. And he talks about how our emotions create habits and that if we feel success or a reward in a habit, we are more likely to keep doing it. And so he suggests that the best way to start is by focusing on tiny habits or by setting the bar low, which I think is so smart. You know, it just, for example, if someone wants to meditate, he suggests meditate for one minute because then you'll feel the reward of meditation, you know, and this is good for you, Lauren, because I remember in the beginning, you didn't like meditation. And then most likely you will want to increase it to two minutes and then 20 minutes on your own because you're feeling that reward. But if you were a beginner and you were starting with 30 minutes, it might not feel as successful. You might not feel that reward because it's just like too much of your day or just you didn't have time and things like that. And you, or maybe you didn't appreciate it as much. So, and he says also you can connect new habits to existing habits, but I'll go into that later. But I thought that was really fascinating. Just start small. It's just like over time, it will change. Things will change. You'll notice some changes. This is, it's not an overnight process. I just, and be proud of yourself for those little things, little accomplishments. Yeah. And if you finish not feeling overwhelmed and exhausted, you're more likely to come back to it tomorrow. Cause you're like, Oh, that wasn't too bad. I can do it again. Whereas if you're like, oh, I can't do that again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm too overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. So now we're going to move on to mental clutter. Our goals for mental clutter this year. I'm curious about yours, Lauren. You know what? My mental health drastically changed this year. Like it improved so much. That was kind of like the silver lining. I like found calm in the chaos. And I just, I had a really stressful year with work and my cousin passed away. I just went through a lot this year and my anxiety and worry got so bad that it almost just disappeared. Like I was like, I can't live this way anymore. Like I want to be at peace. Like I want to live a good life. I want to wake up and work on things that I love and bring value into this world. And outside of that, I, I genuinely want to enjoy my life. And so I, I did have such a change with my mental state this year. Like I said, that was kind of the silver lining of this year. It was like a lot of growth, a lot of personal growth. But in terms of like emotional clutter, my biggest thing is I, I need to stop taking things so personally. I feel like that's one big thing I need to work on. And just not waste energy on things that like don't require as much energy. Like I can dwell on things sometimes and I need to stop doing that. So those are probably my two biggest things I, I want to work on. So what are what was your outlet? How did you, because you said at the beginning of this year, you were very anxious and overwhelmed and stressed. And obviously there's a lot of growth, but the end of December, you were telling me, wow, like I feel so much clarity, so much more at peace. How did you make that switch? I actually asked someone who wasn't anxious, like kind of their thought process. And mm. they were like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, you know, life is short and our existence on this planet, not to get too deep, but is like, it's such a split second and like the big scheme of things. So it's like, you might as well enjoy your life while you're here and, you know, just worrying and being anxious every day over things 
that are probably never going to happen, most of which don't. It, it's just such a waste of life. And I, I don't, I don't want to think that way anymore. Like I, I want to wake up every day and enjoy my life and enjoy my time here. And, and I need to keep that mindset. Like I, you know, I know a lot of people suffer from anxiety and I, I did for a long time. I still get like little bursts of anxiety, but like overall though, I, I'm like pretty at peace now. Like I'm, I've like found that state where, and when it starts to come up, I can kind of like talk myself down and be like, nope, like we're not going there. We're not worrying about that. Like, yes, let's get back to work <laughs> and, you know, just doing things I genuinely enjoy, you know, sitting down with a good book, going ice skating, going for a walk, watching a movie, just spending my free time, enjoying my life. Yeah. You know what I've noticed? Yes. You've been able to talk yourself out of things and offline on our own phone calls. I've, what I've seen in you is you've been able to speak up to people. If you do feel anxious about something yeah. that happened with someone or something that's going in your mind and you'll feel better after speaking with someone. So I do know that that's one of your best outlets and you're better at speaking up now versus holding it in. Yeah. And it's so important because mm -hmm. otherwise you just sit back and dwell on things. But if you like kind of you know, discuss it with someone, then you can deal with it and move on. Yeah. 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 And so much. So, you know, a lot of people make assumptions and it's like, just, you know, it's always that, that, that call you dread, you know, you, you get in an argument with someone you're like, oh, I really want to call them, but it's going to be awkward. Just do it. It's so yeah, much better. You feel so much better after oh, just like it, talking things through. And yeah, that's why I've never understood people that hold a grudge. It's just like, you're dealing with more pain by holding the grudge than the person that you have the grudge against. So it's oh, not for sure. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm interested like your goals with your mental and emotional health this year. Yeah. Well, okay. So I want to continue to speak with a therapist. I use BetterHelp, as many of you know. I've been using this service for years now, and I recently switched therapists, and I cannot say enough about this new amazing therapist of mine. She is incredible, and I'm very lucky to have her. We have video calls. You can do audio, but... I see her over video. I feel a better, more better connection over video. I initially had audio calls because I liked my pace, my apartment, but I actually like the connection that you can build online better. And I like that she can see my facial expressions and I can see yeah. hers in response. And you know what? In between our conversations, it's amazing. She follows up with me and she messages me every other day, just seeing how I'm doing. Like, to have a check-in like that is so worthwhile. I just, I feel like if everyone should have someone who just says, how are you doing every day? Wouldn't that be nice? Like not everybody has that, right? So it's yeah. it's really quite nice. You know, for me, I find it's a little hard sometimes because it's one-sided conversation, but that's what therapy is. And to be open and vulnerable with our audience, I am speaking with my therapist about two main things. One, about setting life goals over the next five and 10 years. I basically don't want the next five years to look like the last five years of my life. I want it to be completely different. And I'm speaking with her to help me manage my fears. You know, I have new goals for the podcast with you. I have goals for a new business idea I have on the side. And it's scary. And speaking to her about some of my fears is helping me work through them, which is great. And I'm also learning how to set better boundaries in my life so I can better manage my time. I mentioned before, I just read the book Boundary Boss. I'll also link that in the show notes. It's fantastic. 
But overall, it's having therapy has really helped me clear my mind. I'm really looking forward to my next session, which is next Wednesday. And, you know, I feel such a sense of relief. I remember going into my last session thinking, I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm really tired. And after that session, I was like, whoa, like I was super articulate. Like, wow, I had no idea all this stuff was going to come out of me right now. Like it was really fun and interesting. And you learn by speaking out loud. You really learn a lot about yourself. And of course, if any of you are exploring therapy, you can use a little link in our show notes, or you can go to mastersimplicity.com to get 10% off your first month. I highly recommend it. And now when it comes to emotional clutter, Lauren, that's a separate focus for me. So you know me, and I am extremely hard on myself when it comes to my skin. So as many of you know, I've been dealing with skin issues for 10 years. And right now my skin's clear, but uh, it hasn't been for the past couple of months. And I deal with cystic acne and cystic acne is not fun. And it's it can cause serious depression in many people who have it. And for me, I believe it's gut related. And so I think it's related to the foods that I eat. I, I really want to focus on the inside out. And I did my Viome test and I haven't been following the rules of the Viome test. I kind of fell off. And now I want to go back on. I actually want to take a new test. So it actually tests the bacteria in your gut to tell you what foods jive with your body and which don't. And so I'm going to take an updated test, Lauren. I'll let you know what happens. Yeah. But yeah, so I I really want to focus on that. I actually had to go to the clinic over the holidays to get medication. And I don't love taking heavy meds and ruining the bacteria in my gut. But sometimes you have to do that to get rid of it. And so, of course, when it comes to emotional clutter, there's a lot of clutter in my mind. All I want to do is hide under a rock. Like, that's how I feel. It feels terrible. And, you know, I have luckily a really close friend of mine who also suffers from it. And so we can talk about it together. And she was like my angel over the holidays. Like, she was so sweet. She She was also dealing with it at the same time as me. And so we were able to talk through it together. And there's actually this amazing podcast. If you are someone who suffers from acne and, you know, you feel like everyone has clear skin, trust me, not everyone does. And there's a lot of filters online. There's a lot of makeup covering stuff. Uh, you're not alone. Let me tell you, you're not alone. There's a podcast called Hot Mess with Alex Earl. And I will also link that in the show notes. Have you heard of it, Lauren? I haven't, no. Yeah. And it's an episode. She's great. And it's an episode called Alex versus Acne. And Mm -hmm. I will include in the show notes. She looks like she always has clear skin, but she then is very open about how she uses all these filters And she's very open about her experience and she has recommendations. And I've started listening to the Skinimalism podcast with uh, Mary Alice Mina. She is amazing. And I can also link that in the show notes as well. We interviewed her in the past. She has some great recommendations for skin and acne. So yeah, when when it comes to that, I want to be less hard on myself this year and just remember that no one cares and that it's more you, right? And I just, I need to, I need to just focus forward and not care, you know? Yeah. I never notice your skin. It's like, I I know you suffer from it, but I've never noticed it on you. That's really nice. (laughs) I'm, I'm like, um, what do you call it? I'm, uh, I'm an artist when it comes to makeup. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) So now we're going to share some, a few tips on how to declutter your spaces. So I'm going to go into how to clutter some of your physical spaces. And then Lauren's going to go into some tips 
to help you declutter your closet this new year. So I'm going to just start with a quick one. I highly recommend, as I said before, start with one area of clutter, one drawer, one room at a time and start small, start with 10 to 20 minutes a day, whether it's in the morning or evening, that way you can feel the reward after you do it. You know, I, I always go back to my mom. It's like, Oh, it's just too much. There's too much. I don't know where to start. Just start one spot and do different little one spot every day for 20, 30 minutes. And you're going to feel that reward. You're going to feel that reward. Don't do it all at once. That's not a good idea. (laughs) So again, as BJ Fogg would say with the book, tiny habits, just focus on setting the bar low, make it a few minutes. Don't, don't do it for too long. And he suggests connecting new habits to existing habits, the whole idea of habit stacking. So if you're already brushing your teeth in the morning, you already make time for that, just add another 30 seconds to floss your teeth. And he actually goes into how he, he got himself into flossing more and how he, he, this guy literally, every time he goes to the bathroom, he does two pushups. So funny. Wow. Still does it. And I think he does more than two now because he built up a routine, but it's just a way of adding in new habits. If you do have specific goals that you want to adopt today. Yeah, no, for sure. And you know, Kelly and I always say when you want to get started with decluttering, the closet is such a great place to start because it's a area that you have to go in every single day. And once you do your closet, like even for myself, once I did my closet, I was like, oh, this is so streamlined. I want to like streamline my makeup routine now. And now I want to streamline my products, just get the products down to exactly what you need. And it's that that like trickles over. And then you want every part of your life and home just down to exactly what you need and love. So no, for sure. The the closet's such a great place to start. Yep. Yep. So my biggest tip for the closet, and this is essentially the method, is just go into your closet and create a few outfits. Take selfies of them and just wear them on rotation for a week and realize how much easier it is to get dressed when you know what goes with what, when you kind of have these pre-planned outfits. And then you'll eventually be able to do your entire closet that way. And everything's accounted for. You'll know exactly what you need. So that's probably my biggest tip with the closet. Just start with a few outfits, wear those on rotation. I promise you it will simplify your life and your morning routine. And with the closet course, I have spent the last couple of months completely redoing it. So over the last seven or eight months, I've been teaching the live classes. I've been coaching people one-on-one and I have just taken all of the feedback and questions and made such a thorough course. It is broken down into 18 individual modules with photos and samples and summaries and So if you're looking to, you know, really get your closet done this year and get that area of your life figured out and, you know, dress better, shop less, I highly recommend checking it out. I've covered everything from what clothes you need, how much clothes you need, how to create outfits, photograph them, how to know what to buy, find style inspiration, do laundry properly, pack for trips faster. So everything's covered. And you can learn more about it at mastersimplicity.com. It has all the modules broken down as well. So you can see the different sections, but it is very thorough. I worked really hard on it. I had so much fun redoing it, but yeah, no, it's, if you want to learn more, every, all the information's on our website. Yeah. And it's for them to download. Yeah. All the, the sections are available to watch on the site. That's awesome. That is so great. 
That is awesome. And I will, of course, link that in the show notes as well. Yeah. So now we're going to go into some new habits that we're both looking to adopt. You know, maintaining this lifestyle is all about setting and sustaining healthy habits. So for me, some things that I really want to do, I want to go to bed early and wake up earlier. And luckily my boyfriend loves to go to bed super early. So that's going to be helpful. I'm looking to meditate for at least five minutes every morning. Right now I've been doing two. I want to work from a workspace two to three times a week so that I can work outside of my house. So I'm someone who loves working from home, but sometimes I've, I'm starting to feel a little distracted. So I think dividing it up between an office and my home office will be really, really good for me. I'm looking to go back to 2020, 2021 and do what I did then. I used to read two books a month. So I want to continue to do that as well, audio or physical. And I'm actually looking to get a meal service to eat better and save time. I I, I believe I, I use good food. It's, it's a Canadian service uh, back in the day. And I really, really loved it. So I'm looking to do that again. I love my workouts twice a week. I'm looking to adopt a, a yoga routine now and continue to run and walk to get uh, some clarity and some exercise in. And in terms of my, I also have financial goals. You know, last year wasn't my best year. So I'm looking to do better this year in a big way. And, you know, I actually want to call on you, Lauren, maybe give you a call later. I know you have some budgeting tips, so I could really use those. Yeah, I feel like I always have my goals written out that I'm working on consistently and the new year definitely doesn't affect those. I mean, it's like, a, like I said, it's a nice start. But little things I, I want to bring into the new year, I want set times when I check my email. I'm really bad at having my email tab open and while I'm working. And then when something comes in, I'm like, oh, I got to get back to that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I want to be like, these are the times I'm going to check it and respond. So that's yes. one thing. I want to start at night instead of just like watching movies or shows or YouTube, watching educational content like documentaries or masterclass, yes. taking online courses, even making the course. I'm like, oh, I want to go and take other courses now. Like this is so fun and you learn so much. So that's one thing, you know, just curling up in bed with a cup of tea every night and watching a class or a course and learning stuff. I want to shop secondhand more this year, especially with things like furniture or might move this year. So if we're going to be purchasing mm. furniture, I, I would want to look more at secondhand stuff. And I want to learn a few more recipes. I feel like I'm starting to get sick of some of mine, <laughs> but you know, to master a few more. And another thing is when I do social stuff with friends, I want it to be more activity based. So instead of just meeting someone for a drink or dinner, because I feel like I work all day on my laptop and then I go like I'm sitting all day and then I go and sit to hang out with someone. So I want to be like, let's go for a walk. Let's go skating. Let's go skiing. Like, let's do something that's active. So I don't feel like I have to go to the or like work out and see friends and work yeah. like, and it kills two birds with one stone. So that's one habit I'm going to try to adopt too. That's it. Those are kind of what I'm working on in the new year. Amazing. Yeah. Let's do more fun things together. Let's yeah. go. I'll take you golfing. You play golf. <laughs> you know, I like the driving range actually. Yeah. I can take you to the driving range. That'd be fun. <laughs> I actually had a friend message me this morning and he said, 
why don't we, you know, we haven't caught up for a couple months now. He goes, why don't we go for a walk and grab a coffee? And then he put in brackets, I know, lame. And I said, that's not lame at all. I think that's a great idea. I much prefer grabbing a coffee and getting some exercise than sitting and drinking. So yeah, no, for sure. And it's so nice. You're like outside. We're actually having a pretty mild winter here in Toronto. So it's good walking weather. (laughs) Totally. And I like your comment about secondhand clothing. Same here. I am tired yeah. of paying for full price items and it's a more sustainable way of living and you can find amazing items online yeah. or from your friends. Like I know that there's things in my closet that friends of mine would want. So it's, it's good. If there's a, you could have a party with friends and just swap your clothes. I don't know. More people should do that. They should do that. I feel like I can think of specific items. I want to like buy off my friends when they're done with them. <laughs> that's hilarious yeah we own basically the same wardrobe so you probably don't want any of my stuff yeah (laughs) vice versa so habits I'm looking to stop or break I find that I'm taking a little bit too long to get ready in the morning Uh, I find my phone's a bit of a distraction so my plan is to put my phone away right after I wake up and maybe do wordle because I love doing wordle so right after wordle I want to get ready in half an hour so that's my goal quick shower quick makeup get dressed have something to eat and out the door for my daily walk. I, I find that I lately I'm I've been more mindful about my phone, but I'm still using it more than I'd like to. And most things are not urgent. I get a lot of messages throughout the day for work stuff and just personal. And I need to be more mindful of when I check it because not everything's urgent. If it's urgent, so someone's gonna pick up the phone and call you. I also want to better manage my negative self-talk not very nice to myself. That's obviously become better over this over the past few months, I would say. I'm nicer to myself. Speaking to a therapist helps. Uh, writing down my thoughts helps. I've started a journal. I don't think I told you that, Lauren. And sharing my thoughts with friends who are open to it as well. And I'm also trying to be more mindful of sharing more information with people than I need to. You know, sometimes you don't need to share as much information as you do. I, I always prided myself on being a very open person, but sometimes you don't need to be super, super open with people unless, of course, they ask and you're yeah. open to it. And obviously, be more mindful about sharing your problems with others because sometimes it just can be too much and overwhelming for the others that are receiving this information from you. And on this note, I I recommend listening to a podcast episode from the past called Subtract with Lady Klotz. It's episode 155, where we talk about how our tendency is usually to add versus subtract and how he talks about how subtracting from our lives can free our spaces, our time and more. And so true. So I really want to focus on things that I can subtract this year more than the things that I want to add. I really want to get rid of all these negative habits that are taking up a lot of my time that I could use towards other things. Yeah, no, those are really good ones. Thank you. Um, and yeah, I have a lot of parallels with you. I, I'm, I was always really good with my phone, but it's definitely, it's becoming more distracting and I feel like I am on it more and it's like, it's a hard habit to break. So I think all of us can benefit from checking our phone less in the new year. Yeah. Just like not caring as much about, you know, what other people think or just not dwelling on things or probably things I want to let go of. Yeah, those are my biggest ones. I, I'm more focusing on what I want to adopt in the new mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. and put my time and energy. 
We'll have to do an episode at the end of this year in response to how successful we are in, in sure. terms of our goal setting. It's, it's like we did nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're going to keep each other accountable. When it comes yeah. to my phone, by the way, I, I do put it in the other room often, which is great. I'll get messages from mom being like, why aren't you responded? Where, where are you? <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> which is so funny. And it's like, no, I'm fine. I was just working. But I've also started, I never watched TV really. And now I've started the series Mad Men and I am so glued to it. It is probably the best series I've ever seen in my life. It's incredible. And I'm sporting the Mad Men lipstick today because yeah. I've been I was going to say, I was been I up. Yeah. I came on Zoom. I'm like, oh, I love your red lipstick. She's like, yeah, the girls wear it in Mad Men. Mad Men. <laughs> my new thing now. It's just, it's such a, a dense show. It's so smart. It's, it's unfortunate. It's super unfortunate the way women were treated in the 50s. It's set in the 50s and early 60s, I believe. And I believe there's seven seasons. I'm on the end of the first season. It's so sad to see how women were treated back then. Like it's, it's really devastating, but the show itself is extremely dense, has a lot of information. It's very character driven. So you learn about every character and it makes you think it's like, who is this character? And it's every character is super complex, but the information in the show is quite digestible. So it's not too dense to the point where you don't really understand what's happening. It's more, yeah. it's more easy to follow. And oh gosh, I recommend everyone watch it. It is so good. But anyways, that's been my way of disconnecting and decompressing and doing nothing because I think doing nothing is so important. My boyfriend and I now have integrated this day in the week where we say it's our do nothing day. Now our do nothing day does involve some type of exercise, but no work. It's a no work shut off day. And I think that's so important. I find that my mind is so much more clear the next day. And I feel so much more present with the people around me. I think it does wonders. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's so nice to have a shut off day. And then the next day you come back so refreshed and like ready to get back at things. Yes. It's like a mini vacation. Yeah. <laughs> So to start to close, we're going to share a couple questions and answers. Sorry, a couple questions from some of our listeners that were submitted on Instagram and our responses. And I know, Lauren, from working with many of our listeners, uh, teaching them the closet courts and teaching them how to declutter their closet, you received many questions and, and you're going to also share your responses to those questions because these are probably some common questions that some of our listeners had. So someone recently asked me, I need your help. I have been feeling guilty after purging my things. I feel bad that I accumulated so much and I feel bad that I'm throwing some of it away. So, you know, I've been there too. So I recommend just remember that there will be a purge in the beginning. There is a purging process, but you will become more mindful with what you're bringing into your life over time. You know, you, you have to say, okay, this is how I got here. Reflect. Okay. How did I get here? I got to change these behaviors. And eventually you'll start to easily let go of things and the guilt will subside. I said, I'm sure that many people could use your excess clothing and focus on the helper's high that you could gain from donate, donating those items. So that was my response. Yeah. Also, you almost want a little bit of a pain point there so that you won't do it again. Like there are times yeah. when like I'm getting rid of something and I'm like, oh, like I spent money on this and I, I didn't even use it. Like it was such a waste. And I'm like, okay, so when you go to buy something, like make sure it is really something that you need. Like remember this feeling, like you don't 
want to have to do this too many times because it's not a good feeling and it 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 like it's such a waste of money and your time and resources mm-hmm. to like be getting rid of this stuff so it sometimes that little bit of attention is good and like remember it and be mindful of it when you do go to buy stuff in the future is this just going to be something i get rid of and barely use or is this something i actually need yeah that way they don't have to feel that guilt again getting rid of yeah. it yeah yeah it's a good point so the second question i got is when do you know when to bring something new into your life and it, this question was sent to us at a very very interesting time because at that time i was bringing two new things into my life and I was like, and I kind of felt like, oh no, oh no. Cause when you bring something new in, you're like, okay, I got to create space for it. But yeah. it was in, they're both intentional buys. So one thing, and I'm very excited about this. So I've always wanted to have a giant world map on my wall. And I have looked everywhere online for a minimalist map that just is white with, you know, black pen of all of the cities in the world so that I can learn every major city. And I want to, and I think it's a great talking point as well. When people come into your house, they can point at where they've been and they can talk about certain cities. I think it's really great. And it's a beautiful piece of minimalist decor, I think. And I know exactly where I'm going to place it. And so I finally bought one and finally found one. It took me so long to find this one, but finally did. I bought it on Etsy. It's white with black text. It's super modern and minimalist. And it's the only one I believe that you can find online that is this minimal. So the seller, just want to mention this. Her name is Dominique. I mentioned to her, I was like, Hey, I'm a minimalist and this is the only map. And she really appreciated that. And, and so I'm actually going to include the link in the show notes because I think this is the best. So if you, there's many, many sizes that you can print this in or get this printed and sent to you in. And yeah, I'll, I'll show it to you, Lauren. It's pretty awesome. And I will include a link in the show notes. Uh, The seller, Dominique, is so sweet and she was a pleasure. She would give me the information when it was delivered and everything. That was my Christmas gift to myself, I guess. And so now I'm just going to get it framed with a white frame. So it's just very minimal on the wall. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I haven't seen it in person, but I saw a photo of it. Yeah, it's so nice. And you're, I'm going to be able to challenge myself to learn all the cities in the world. You know, when people are just talking about certain areas, like, oh, I don't know where that is now. I'll know. (laughs) No, that's so smart. And you can like daydream and look at it and learn. Yeah. So my response to this person was, when do you think, when do you know when to bring something new to you into life? It's, it's, it's when you, when it's something you need or something that you know will add value to your life. So I know that the map will add value to my life. And I'm also in the midst of buying, I've already bought a couple accessories for the podcast, for my podcast setup so that I can prove the quality of the audio of our podcast. And so that's a necessity for our business to run. And so that's why I brought something new. So think about it, if it's something that you need or something that will bring value to your life. So that's my tip. Yeah. Also my tip for that, I always feel like when you're bringing something new in, you're either realize that it's something you need or you've been showing it. And then it's like, oh, do I need that? Just like, think of like food. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I'm craving pizza versus you walk by a pizzeria and smell pizza and be like, oh, now I want pizza. <laughs> So like asking yourself, it's like, was I like marketed this and now I think I need it? Or is it something that I realized that I need in my life that I need Mm -hmm. to go and find the one that I want? So really try to focus on more of realizing that you need something and then finding exactly what you need within that area. And then my second point would be to give yourself a bit of a buffer period. 
Mm. So I like right now, just as an example, I need a new water bottle. Mine kind of leaks. Okay. It just doesn't screw us, even though I really like the look of it. And I was looking at water bottles yesterday and I was like, oh, this is fine. I'll buy this. I'm like, no, I got to wait. I'm very specific about my water bottle. It has to have like a, a bigger rim and it has to be able to be washed properly and I have to like the way it looks. So I'm like, don't buy it yet. Like, so give yourself a bit of a buffer period so that you can find exactly what you want mm -hmm. so that you, you won't have to replace it for a long time. So those are my two biggest tips. If you want to bring something in new, make sure that you're not just being marketed to and give yourself that time. Like don't just buy it on impulse. Give yourself a buffer period. Yeah. It's really good advice. Whenever I shop for anything, I always take my time. Don't, yeah. don't just buy it because it's on sale. Yeah. <laughs> buy and exactly your, what you want. Yep. And have your like need slash want list. Having that running list gives you a lot better of an idea of what you actually need or want. Yeah. And this is something that we'll, we should share again. You know, if you don't already create a needs and wants list. And what I do is I have it bookmarked in my computer um, on Chrome. So I have a couple bookmarks, needs and wants. And my wants list is always massive and I never buy anything from it because it's like <laughs> you almost just put it away. You just put it away. So it's there. And then you go back and you end up clearing all of it because you realize you don't really want it anymore. It's so interesting. Just give yourself some time. And it actually took me a month to find this map. So it took me a while. I searched far and wide for this. So that was definitely worth it. So to start to close today, I wanted to share a book that I recently read and it's all about being grateful and being present and being mindful when you're out in the world and not just seeing things when you go for a walk, but actually noticing things, thinking about the things that you see versus multitasking all the time. So the book is called Today I Noticed, and it's the byline is it's a little book of mindfulness that will change the way you see the world. And it's a short read. Every single page has pictures on it. It's perfect for children too. It's also really funny. But what I love most about it is the wisdom in it. So some pages, like every single page says, today I notice at the beginning, at the top of the page. And then there's an image. And at the bottom of the page, there's like one line and one or two lines. And one of, example is, Today, I noticed that when you love someone, their excitement is your excitement. That was really cute. Second Aww. one is, today, I noticed that no matter how long you've known someone, there's always something new to learn. I thought that was also awesome. And then the last one was kind of funny. <laughs> today, I noticed it could be worse. Four words that sometimes are helpful and at other times are kind of annoying. <laughs> it's so true. So some words of wisdom and things that they noticed. I believe the authors, uh, it's Willow Older and Deborah Huber. The two of them, I believe they took a few, many, many days each year to notice something. And then they combined, they combine what they noticed into a book together, which I thought was really cool. And it will definitely be going on my bookshelf. I love it. So cute. It's so cute. It's honestly perfect for kids, but it's also perfect for adults. So really spans both ways. If if you're stuck in a rut, it's a perfect book to open and just realize, wow, like just stop, just be present. Stop yeah. being in your head. You know, we all get in our heads so much. It's, you know, and something I told myself yesterday is I want to better manage. This is another habit. I want to better manage how much noise I allow to come into my life every day. You know, from seeing images on social media to watching too many videos to 
listening to too many podcasts. I want to be more mindful of all of the content that I'm consuming every day because it can really, really, it can really tire out your mind, right? And and make oh. you feel like you're everywhere. Yeah, it's so overstimulating. And then okay. you're exhausted after. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's overstimulating. And, and sometimes it can make you... Sometimes it can make you forget about your own little bubble, your own little orbit and the things that are most important to you and the things that make you happy and where your focus should be and what your goals are. Sometimes we let those things slide because we're so overwhelmed by all the noise around us. So I want to better manage that. Yeah, no, that's, I think we all need to work on that. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of noise in this world. So to close, I hope that sharing our decluttering goals have motivated you to set your own decluttering goals for this year. And I want to remind everyone to remember that it's all about tiny habits. Start small and eventually the clutter will go away and it will be more manageable. Think about it. Start now in January and by the end of the year, it's going to be a world of a difference. You know, maybe you're someone who wants to move and you're like, oh, my house is so overwhelming. Start now. Then you can move next year or whenever your timeline is. And this lifestyle, again, is imperfectly perfect. Just try your best. The rewards are amazing, as you know, but there are ups and downs that Lauren and I feel all the time. And we talk about it here on the podcast. And again, as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, if you want to clutter your life, start with asking yourself, what do I need to live the life that I want? And then eliminate the rest. I know it's simple, but I also recognize that it does take work. So true. I was going to say, you can take pictures of your space and then see how much you've decluttered by the end of the year. Yes. But then I was like, no, we're trying to declutter the photos too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, never mind. We're deleting the pictures. <laughs> but yeah, a year, you can accomplish a lot in a year. So, um, and it's so, it's like so motivating. January is like such a fresh start. Like you're coming off the holidays and time off. It's just like nice to get like back at things. The clean slate, set your goals today and you'll be able to accomplish them tomorrow if you really set your mind to it. That's so funny, Lauren. Yeah. You can definitely take some before pictures. Yeah. We'd love to see it. I think that's intentional. If you take yeah, five or true. six pictures, there you go. I think we can handle five or six, but that's yeah. really, really funny. So happy new year, everyone. We're excited for another great year with the podcast and you know, wishing everyone the best in the new year. Yeah. Happy new year, everybody. And we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope that you feel inspired to let go of the clutter in your life by adopting new tiny habits that stick. Whether you are newly adopting a minimalist lifestyle or continuing to manage this lifestyle like us, we hope that you feel less alone in this journey and also motivated to move forward. And if you enjoyed this episode, please send it to a friend or post it in a story on Instagram or Facebook at Millennial Minimalist. And please be sure to check out all the links we mentioned in the show notes. And as always, you can learn more about us on our website at mastersimplicity.com where you can also find links to our closet decluttering e-guide and Lauren's brand new closet course, which includes 18 modules to help you keep a simple and functional closet for good. And lastly, I want to say thanks again to those of you who have taken a moment to write us a kind five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Your reviews help our podcast grow and really keep us motivated. So thanks again for listening and I'll speak with you soon. Bye-bye.